Yeah, so I, I told him if he ever wanted to come back, he'd have to take a bath under the mines of M Mandalore, and he didn't take the hint. That would be Star Wars Explained's first bath this year, so I understand why he was hesitant. <laughs> Jeez. All right, well, hello there, everyone. Welcome to Tap Calf Transmissions, where we insult our friends and talk about Star Wars. I'm Corey. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Justin Eckhart's Ladder. How are you doing today, Justin? I'm pretty well, pretty well. We're we're back in the swing of things, TV show-wise. We got new Mandalorian. We got Bad Batch. They're releasing on the same day, just like God intended. Yes. Praise be to George Lucas. Praise be. What do you think about that? Like, it, were you did you ever have any second thoughts about our our overlord's choices to have these shows release all on Wednesday instead of like maybe splitting that up a little bit? Oh yes, I've had many second thoughts about that. Uh, I've you know I've also complained lots about their decision to make the show come out at twelve p.m. Pacific time. Um, I, I I think the idea is probably that like they don't want to they want there to be Star Wars Day or maybe they want there to just be big release day. I think what they should do release the Bad Batch on Tuesday so if people log in early. Uh, then they can watch that before the Mando episode drops. Because right now the Bad Batch is being overshadowed, which is a shame because this was a really good episode. Yeah, like I, I really wish it was uh, a Wednesday and a Friday release or something, or even mm -hmm. just a Wednesday and a Thursday release. But it's only four weeks where they're going to be overlapping, I think. Or no, it's going to be five, right? Because there's yeah. yeah, there's four episodes, yeah. and then there's the the finale, which is a pair. Yeah. So. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. But today we are going to be focusing mostly on The Mandalorian. Uh, we'll probably also do a little bit of talking about Metamorphosis, the latest Bad Batch episode as well, because it was a good one. Uh, but what did you think? Do you have what's your hot take preference between the two? Are you an apostate person or are you a metamorphosed person? Fuck, I, I saw a hilarious tweet someone put out. I meant to grab it for you guys where they photoshopped it from saying uh, chapter 17 apostate to chapter 17 prostate, which I don't know. I just thought was really funny. Um, would. But uh, I don't know. It's, I, I liked uh, the Mandalorian more. I enjoyed it more. Yeah. Um, but the base level for my enjoyment of the Mandalorian, like it was a better, it was a better Bad Batch episode yeah. than a Mandalorian episode. Um, but I liked the Mandalorian more. Yeah. It's like probably my feeling with it, uh, I did enjoy the episode, but I feel like this is one of the Mandalorian episodes where uh, once you're kind of back into the swing of things, if you're going through a rewatch of the show, even it's mm -hmm. probably not going to hold up quite as well, because like mm -hmm. there's so much of it that was just like, oh, we haven't seen these characters for two years. Here's yep. Grief Karga. Here's Mando and Din back together, even though we saw that in Book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. uh, so I feel like it's it's probably not going to be quite as strong. Uh, yeah, it. I, I think that was kind of the my big takeaway. It certainly wasn't bad, but I I think episode one of season two was either the best or the second best episode of the entire season, uh, right up there as best for the entire series. And the big thing about the season premieres up until this last one is they always had one big hook. Uh, in season one, obviously, it was Grogu. Uh, in season two, it was mostly Boba Fett, but also uh, Cobb Vanth, if you're an EU guy. Uh, and the Crate Dragon was kind of a big a hook as well. This episode didn't quite have that as much. Um, I think that is one thing that people are kind of missing. But 
yeah. we're definitely going to be getting lots of that this season. Yeah, like it was almost the IG-11 is back situation, but instead that turned into two episodes that had a spooky destroyed droid scene, which I thought was a fun parallel, but... Yeah, that was weird. Like, I was really hoping that they wouldn't resurrect IG-11, um, and they didn't. I, I mean, I think there'll be something with him later, probably. Yeah. But uh, kind of weird that they spent so much time in that episode, like... Part of it was probably an excuse to see the Anzellans. Um, yeah. Dude, what did you feel about that? Because I have I have some thoughts. The Anzellans or IG-11? Anzellans. I thought they were cute. I didn't really have any problem with them. Yeah, so I I'm I like them for them. But the the thing is, it just it goes so much more into the Star Wars problem of like, this is the X species. Oh, yeah. When we already had uh, the Nikto, the Quarren and the Trandoshan. Like much like the the two explodey droid parts, we had uh, two mm-hmm. villain Trandoshan moments between the two episodes. Yeah, and the Angelans were just like they were all just Babu Frick. <laughs> they were yeah, as Babu get... Frick as can be. I wasn't sure was Babu Frick one of them or no? I, like, no, I, no, I can't recognize one Anzellan from another. <laughs> I don't think any of them was Babu Frick himself, but okay. Um. If if Grogu had eaten one, it would have been so much worse than the egg controversy. Yes, that's true. It, he could have at least tried. I will say that that moment, it did really remind me of being a parent because my daughter is very like grabby mm-hmm. uh, and she like she'll go up and just hug people. And you're like, no, don't do that. But it never works. So I, I definitely <laughs> uh, I, I definitely um, felt Mando's uh, Mando's frustrations yeah. there. Um. But yeah, you're right. That is, I, I didn't think about it. But yeah, obviously that's something they did, of course. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I enjoy how much that uh, Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian have aliens in them. Uh, something that Mando is doing more now than it had in prior seasons. But it's always the setting the aliens up so Din can kill them, which is a yeah, little he, bit sus. He do be killing lots of aliens. Um, I'm trying to think of how many people he's actually killed, like humans. Very few. A lot yeah. of aliens, though. Like 90% wonder, of the aliens he meets, he kills. I wonder if that's kind of like, uh, we want him to be a good guy, so we can't have him like killing too many humans. Yeah, so instead we made him racist. Yeah, well... You that's see him the... walking away at the end of Book of Boba Fett, wearing a pelt made out of black chrysanthemum. <laughs> that's the evil alien, it's okay. <laughs> evil alien race. Um, yeah, no, that that's a, it's a good point. Um... Yeah, no, that's I got I got I got nothing. That's, that's a good if point. we can get canceled in hashtag canceled in trending, then we've done our jobs. Yeah. Um, speaking of Din, definitely. Do you think they were intending for it to be a a, um, a throw or a, a trickery moment at the very beginning with that kid? Like, I definitely thought that I was felt, meant to be. Yeah, like, I was sure at first, like, oh, they're doing a flashback to him being uh, him being inducted. Wow, yeah. the armor in Paz Vizsla are incredibly fucking old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was trying to remember, I think the armor may have been around. Yeah, I think like, she was there on the Aquatina scenes. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that was that was weird, and that was one of those moments where, like, I could have went without the big creature moment yeah. at the beginning. I, I didn't hate it. Um, it did just, just feel like, like a smaller version of what we got with the Crate Dragon last season. Yeah, yeah. And uh, definitely a cool design, too, at least. Yeah. 
Did you get the the feeling from that though, especially mixed with the Book of Boba Fett scene, that like the armor was just as happy to have him gone in general? Like the you got to go take a bath under Mandalore thing in Book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett when she doesn't think it's possible. The way she said it all sounded very much like, okay, now screw off. And now when she he, he explained it or he comes back, helps them, which is great. But then she just lays into him and explains like, no, you can't actually do the thing I told you to do. It's impossible. She does come around on it a bit. And the, this is the way sounded more yeah. encouraging than it did the prior time. But it seemed yeah. just like a thank God this guy's finally out of her hair. Oh God, why is he back? Yeah, I don't know. I I definitely thought like she felt like she had softened a little bit over time. Where yeah, she's obviously a hardcore adherent to you know their ways. So there's only so much softness she can so show. I guess like she can't welcoming welcome him back because she just can't. So I felt like she probably did as much as she could within those restrictions. Um, yeah. Oh, that's my thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's going to do it for... No. That's it. That's it. Uh, that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... What was I going to say? Um, I can't remember. Yeah, so the first section was funny. There's a lot more Mandalorians left in that uh, in that little sector than yeah. I realized, I got to say. I thought more of them had been killed, but uh, yeah, still quite a few left. The kids get the uh, the Walmart version masks. <laughs> they always look really funny. Because they got the massive uh, visor and the helmet yeah. itself is pretty small. Do you think they're still on? I don't know. So they were on Navarro at first. Then yeah. they were on Glavis. And now yeah. they're on this other world. But Din always seems to know where to find them. So do they like send him a postcard of like, hey, we're having fun on Desert World number three. Wish you were here, but also don't come back mm. until you've taken a bath. Yeah, I don't know. I was hoping they'd stay on Glavis because I really like that planet or space station rather. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was definitely a little disappointed to move on from there. Um, but yeah, I guess he's probably got some communication with them. But obviously, you know, yeah, he stinks. He's got to get the bath. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know how he's finding them, but the season's moving along. And I don't know, from this episode... I definitely got the feeling that this season's going to be a bit more kind of like, like I don't think this one's going to be kind of a straightforward quest. Like the past two have been, I think this one's going to be more similar to like season one mm-hmm. where, you know, we're discovering more about the character. Like I see this as like a transitionary season, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And like the, the overarching theme is definitely going to be Mandalorians and their traditions and whether the dark saber tradition is as dumb as the helmet one. But I don't know. So uh, there is something that nearly ripped our friendship apart this week. I don't know if we want to talk about that. Uh, What was that? The uh, the John Favreau statements. Oh, yeah. I mean, he kind of clarified it, but he didn't really. He didn't clarify it at all. He made it actually worse, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) So for those of you who haven't seen it, there was... uh, an interview that John Favreau did with the Sky Talkers podcast. I think it was a bunch of podcasts, actually. Okay, well, the it was a it was a roundtable, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I think the version I saw was their their clip of it, at least. And yeah. uh, so, uh, the what John Favreau said about the time that Luke was away, or that Grogu was away with Luke, was that. Uh, 
Uh, I'm going to find the exact quote because I it's one of the last things I said on Twitter, so it won't be hard. But he said, okay, we know that he's been rescued and spent many years with the Mandalorian. Went back and then some other stuff. Then he went back with Luke. Now we've been two years apart from him there training. And so it was unclear whether he meant uh, two years as in two years of real time, as in like since we've seen the end of Mandalorian season two, that's been two years, uh, even though he was in Book of Boba Fett and the Reunited there, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, Jeez, I just got an emergency alert. It's fucking loud. Sorry, continue. <laughs> well, is it an actual emergency or do you need to? Uh, says there's a man armed with a knife in an area that's not really that close to me. He may not be wearing a shirt. It is freezing. It's it's like a blizzard out there. Well, that's not great. I think Mother Na- Mother Nature's going to take care of that for the boys. Uh, okay, well, uh, Sorry, that, that was that was that, dark, that's but. that's insensitive in an ongoing emergency situation. But uh, he's also bald, so he's got he does have a beard that should help keep him warm. But <laughs> okay. Well, so it's either real time two years or he meant in universe two years. And then he did another interview uh, where he was allegedly clarifying it. And the answer that we so much worse. Yeah, the answer that he ended up landing on was somewhere between zero and two years. Yeah, he because and he was like at first he was like one to two. And then he's like, well, or zero to two. So it's like. I think the answer is he probably just doesn't really know and hasn't thought yeah. about it that much. Which, but look like, at how Navarro, like the biggest time change thing we can see is how yeah. Navarro has built up, which yeah. I don't think the, I think the biggest problem that it causes, like, I don't care how long it ends up being that Grogu and Luke were together. Like as far as their relationship goes, whatever. Uh, I, the only things I think are weird coming out of it, if it's a really long period of time is that one Mando was using public transportation for that long, which is I'm in favor of, but that's also mm-hmm. difficult to hear about. We stand an environmentally conscious king. Yeah. And uh, secondly, just what was Boba doing for that long? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But other than I, I that, I don't really care that much. For me, two years works for the entire time. Like, I always felt like there was more of a time jump between seasons one and two. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like, it, it does seem especially now that he probably meant the time that Luke and Grogu were together was at least around a year. Like in that space is probably where it's going to settle on. And yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Like just thinking like Star Wars is not never good with time, no. um, which is why I'm not letting it bother me too much. And like, that's the like the the best example of this is like at the end of the Empire Strikes Back where yeah. Luke is like, on the phone with Lando and he's like, I'll meet you on Tatooine. And then it's like, what? Like six months two, later. Isn't it? Isn't it a couple of years? Yeah. The overall time between the movies is that long, but it's also yeah. like the start of it happened at different times. Like Luke is probably yeah. on Dagobah for longer or maybe a weekend. Yeah. Who knows? And yeah. then there's the whole like, Oh, does time just work differently on Dagobah? Shut the fuck up. I hate that. Uh, but yeah. yeah, either way, it's like, yeah, I'll meet you on Dagobah. And like, or so I'll meet you on Tatooine. Like, not not anytime soon, though. <laughs> yeah, Han ain't going anywhere. We want to make sure that Leia's aged up a bit, so this is less creepy. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, honestly, even from A New Hope to The Empire Strikes Back is kind of weird. Where that's what a is that a year? But it's like, I think it's it feels like closer to it's two. Sh- 
where it feels like Han shouldn't really shouldn't have been around for that long. Like no. he could have just ran off to Jabba. Like he needed like a week off. <laughs> like yeah, because he's got the money at this point. Um, well, Leia, he was. They were he off should. doing other stuff. He didn't care about the money until we ran into those bounty hunters on Ord Mantell. Yeah, right. So. He's got all these. Yeah, and I think the uh, the comics make that a little worse because they've fucking shoved so many. Like Luke goes to like eighteen different lightsabers. Mm-hmm. He falls in love with six different women. It's like I don't know. That's why I like the. Uh, that's why I like the old Marvel comics because they they tell the movie stories in the comics and then they just tell clearly nonsense stories in between. No one takes it seriously. You say Fine. that, but we're adding the Nagayan Toph as uh, an invading faction in Throne's Revenge. So now that is epic. But that's one I, of the I things with. See, like, are you gonna do their ships? Or are you gonna do the Faroon ships? Uh, we actually do have a ship model that Aceratul was working on to try to like make a Toph ship and kind of make it make a bit more sense than just like pure space pirate ship while still mostly being a space pirate ship. But mm-hmm. uh, okay, it's it's always going to happen with the original trilogy where like they're always going to want to tell another story in that period. That's always going to be yeah. like a prime period, and then yeah. suddenly you have like. The Clone Wars problem where it's three years, but also there's like 15 years worth of shit that happens. Yeah. Or where Ash is still one year old, but or not one year old, 10 years old, but he's competed in like 30 national leagues, become world champion and. (laughs) Yeah. Slept six million times. Yeah, that that's that'd be an interesting one. If someone could count up all the times Ash has woken up and gone to sleep in the show. (laughs) Do that for The Simpsons as well. That would be interesting. Like, I think The calc- Simpsons is more like they actually talk about it a lot more, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because there's like one occasion where they actually go up a grade. Like, I feel yeah. like in The Simpsons, they've went up grade a grade once, but I could be mistaken. Yeah, I think they start um, in like. I know they did in, two, in South Park. They, they've went up grades yeah. or maybe just grade. Um, they went up one and then it was like a, the leveling up title sequence. Mm hmm. But I think it was like Digivolving that they did. Oh yeah, because I think like like one of them was like an or was it was it like Sailor Moon maybe? I, I thought it, it was probably a mix of all the anime powering up stuff. So there's probably no wrong answer there. Yeah. Um. Speaking of sick anime moments, how about that? Uh, how about them space whales? That was pretty cool, right? Yeah. Uh. Definitely a highlight of the episode for me. So do you think we're uh, presaging a return for Mr. Ezra Bridger sometime down the line? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I think we're going to see that probably at the end of the season. Maybe we don't see Ezra himself, but I think we'll get a hint of it at least. Yeah, um, like I think so. We're pretty much confirmed on Sabine being in Ahsoka, right? Like that's fairly solidly known. I'm not sure if it was just rumors or if it was an actual announcement of Natasha Lou Bordizzo, I think her name is, that mm-hmm. is allegedly playing her, but I don't I don't think that was an official announcement. I think that yeah. was also a leak. Yeah. But I feel like she's still the biggest cameo chance we have this season, other than like Boba, which Star Wars Hong Kong yeah. accidentally confirmed, I think. I honestly with the Star Wars Hong Kong thing, I feel like that could very well be just a you know, intern um, mistake. Yeah, some intern in a smaller Star Wars market, not, you know, not knowing everything. (laughs) Yeah, that's like a similar situation to the celebration where I'm not sure what to think on that. I don't know. Do we want to take a a quick beeline and head over there and then get back to Mando and Boba Fett? Yeah, yeah, sure. Why don't don't you describe the situation? 
Okay, so there was uh, Star Wars Celebration is coming in what a month now, month or two months, I guess. And is it that soon? Okay, it's uh, end of April, I want to say. Yeah, I'm I'm not going, so I haven't even yeah. worried about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it's coming end of April, and like most of the speculation was about how it's going to probably have some Star Wars movie news, and like last year, that's where we got the Jedi Survivor announcement. There's a bunch of big interviews and some panels and stuff, so it was cool, uh, but. That w- there was a lot that was streamed online, and there were a few offline exclusives, which I think included a Mandalorian trailer that was like yep. never properly put out nope. uh, in that form. It had and, temporary music that I actually yeah. really liked. <laughs> so people were already upset about that, but then uh, there was an email that someone posted, uh, I think making Star Wars, yep. about how they'd contacted customer service at the for celebration fan biz or what what's the fan but i forget whatever company is that puts on the cons uh i have my own email for it um so i need to find out which email i use for it but yeah basically what the uh what the customer service email said was that uh, the one that he posted was that there is not going to be a live stream for this year's star wars celebration and so that made a lot of people upset. Uh, I think it's kind of dumb if that's the case. But yeah, I'm of like two minds about it. Like, yes, it seems weird that the 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 random employee would say something, and that's how it would be kind of like mm-hmm. without it being announced prior. But I I also kind of want like that is something the company would have to know because they're the ones yeah. putting the con on. They need the infrastructure if it's going to be live streamed. Um, that is presumably something they would tell their employees. Uh, why would they talk about it if they didn't know for sure? That's kind of the. Yeah. So but also, yeah, I thought like maybe this is just a specific customer service person who was wrong. So I emailed myself to ask and oh, okay. uh, a response I got from a different customer service agent was hi Corey, thanks for reaching out about star wars celebration there will be no virtual show for this year as everything will be in person should there be changes it will be posted on our website oh. and show shows immediately thank you okay and have a lovely day so if it is a mistake then it's a mistake that the entire company seems to be making yeah i, I than don't think it's a mistake thing. Thing. i yeah. i think it's very light uh low chance have, have you put that out there yet uh, not is, yet. That, is that breaking news? Are you making a video on it? Or are you going to tweet I, it? I'm going to make a video on it. Probably no okay. one's going to watch it. I will tweet out the email as well. But I feel okay. like I can't be the only one who did that. Who thought like, oh, this person said something. Let me check it. I but think this you is the really, Star Wars internet. Yeah, I was going to say, I think you vastly underestimate how fucking lazy people are. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, but yeah, so it seems like that's the case. Kind of upsetting. So dumb, upsetting, man. It, yeah. No, it, it is upsetting. I think it, I think it's upsetting. I really enjoy watching it every year. Like it's it's multiple days where you know I got Star Wars stuff going on my second monitor while I'm working all day. It's fun to you know, yeah. Because I, I I got I got two kids and a third on the way. I can't fly across the the ocean to go to a fucking Star Wars conference at willy nilly. I'd still like to be involved somehow. So it's that sucks. Yeah, especially if they are going to do any kind of announce. So the thing that I find worst about it it's like if they do any announcements i don't know if it's going to be like individual videos posted or something but that doesn't seem as cool as like watching the actual show no definitely not um yeah what is that's so dumb i'm not a fan of that 
But yeah, so back to Mandalorian. Uh, Din goes to Calavela, says hi to uh, his good friend Bo-Katan, who is not feeling so so happy anymore. <laughs> She's just vibing. <laughs> She's just in a real rough place. <laughs> Sitting on her throne alone. Yeah. Just absolutely in one right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh... She yeah, so she basically tells him no. So I I was annoyed with Din there a little bit where he doesn't seem to be understanding the difference between the planet being absolutely fucked and being cursed. Because like Bo Katan yeah. was saying, it's not cursed, it's just shit. He's like, ah. But I thought you said it wasn't cursed. No, that's <laughs> he not. He came this- off as such a loser in that yeah. entire like the way he comes up, he's like, Hello, it's me, Din Jarn. Like, yeah, no kidding. I feel like he probably feels a bit awkward. Um, he's just so naive it's adorable yeah 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 it's it, it's it is really funny it's like he's got no he's got no clue like he's, he's no, no social skills whatsoever <laughs> it's like are you just can you remind me are you, are you a jedi i can't remember it's like, no <laughs> fuck <laughs> well it, i was surprised the bo-katan came in so early so like it seems like mm. she's going to be a pretty big fixture uh of the season as a whole. So that's that's good. I enjoy seeing Katie Sackhoff get to play her in, in live action. Yeah, she's well. great. She's really good. Yeah. Um, what? Trying to think. I'm just trying to think of what else I want to talk about for this uh, episode. Should we do any like pre reviews of episode two? Yeah, because we can. Um, I was just I was checking earlier and we can talk about it slightly. Um, so we were able to watch episode we two. We will not as well. give any spoilers. By no the way, spoilers. Like clicks off in a panic. We are not. And be anything. and be careful because they are on they are on Reddit right now. The full yeah. spoilers are out there. Um, so if you don't want to be spoiled, don't go on yeah. Star Wars leaks. Thankfully, probably no more spoilers after episode two because usually they don't send out screeners for Mando because everyone's gonna fucking watch it anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah, did you like episode one or episode two more? I personally felt like they should have probably released both yeah. at the same time. So, um, yeah, like keeping it spoiler free where episode one felt like it was getting just like, oh, here's all your all your greatest hits of Mandalorian. Everyone's back. Episode two got into a lot more meat of like. Stuff a actually. lot more than I expected, I'll say that, yeah. like the show is moving uh, and not in a bad way. Yeah, like we're. Getting to like actual uh focus on some of those themes directly rather than just like oh hey it's grief karga oh hey it's cara dune's grave in the backyard or background (laughs) but yeah which makes me excited that like we're moving pretty quickly because that will leave lots of time for like the new republic stuff which has been talked about like even i'm just reading the uh the the what's it called um description for the show once a lone bounty hunter, Din Djarin is reunited with Grogu. Meanwhile, the New Republic struggles to lead the galaxy away from its dark history. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, like, oh, you know, if we're if we're moving pretty decently, maybe we will get more of that than I expected. And we have mm. seen that 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 scene on Coruscant as well. Yeah. Um, so did you like episode one or episode two more? I liked episode two a lot more. Yeah. Episode two is weird. I'll say that. Yeah. Not in a bad way though. It's uh, it's very weird, but. Lots yeah. of awesome special effects. That's one thing I actually I, I feel like the uh, the visuals in this show even continue to improve. Like I thought Navarro was great. Um, some of the stuff we see in season two or in episode two especially is really really good. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to say about the Mandalorian before we jump over to a little bit of the Bad Batch? I'm glad it's back. One thing I'll say um, that I think sums up my feelings about Star Wars TV. Uh, I really love Andor. Andor would have never in a million years given us uh, a space whale scene. You know what I mean? Um, and that's pretty cool. Like, that's like, I, I think it was a Ryan Johnson quote I saw someone post where like Star Wars should be about bringing you joy. And that, that scene brought me joy. So good stuff. Yeah. yeah. I do love the fact that we have two shows going right now at the same time and both spur from the fact that like people independently decided in two different ways we should clone <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Figuratively and not to mention like again the the actual Boba Fett show that Andor and Kenobi are the only <laughs> yeah, Star Wars Boba TV. Boba Fett is literally the key Boba to Fett. all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think did we have it? I mean and we we saw one Boba Fett clone in Kenobi at least. Yeah. And, maybe and we saw some in Andor, Andor as well, because yeah. we saw some clone troopers on uh, Rick's Road. So, yeah. well, that yeah. that's our Mando thoughts for now. We'll be talking about Mando throughout the season, I'm sure. But uh, Bad Batch Metamorphosis Zillow Beast is back. Yes, uh, nice horror alien. I mean, what the f- what do you expect? Uh, yeah. <laughs> some nice aliens references at the start, or at least that was my take on it. I don't know. Maybe I'm dumb. No, that was my it take. It seemed like I, yeah. I do like that uh, they leaned into the horror elements a bit more, like explicitly telling Omega, like, yeah, those guys got eaten. <laughs> She's like, holy fuck. <laughs> I hate them. Yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> well, usually Star Wars would just kind of leave that implied in the background and not yeah. tell the, the 13 year old that they were eaten. Well, but, every crew member got skull fucked. Oh my god! <laughs> but I actually, I so I've watched the episode like three or four times now, so it yeah, kind of wore off. Yeah. But the first time I watched it, uh, partially because I wasn't paying full attention while I was writing stuff, but uh, I got a bit of a jump scare from the droid. So <laughs> I uh, at first, I mean, it was pretty obvious early on that it was the Zilla Beast, but. The little little Zilla Beast, level one Zilla Beast, one of the screen calls, it doesn't really look like it, does it? Like the thing no. goes under quite a metamorphosis. Um, as the, the it's name definitely would imply. stubby. Yeah, I actually really like the the Lil Zillow uh, design. I keep yeah. Zillow isn't that like a home buying website yeah, or something? Yeah, I was going like, to say Zillow.com if we were coming into it, but yeah, um, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, great episode. Uh, the thing that I really liked was the end with the... Well, the Zilla Beast itself was like maybe the weakest part of the episode, which is kind of funny to say. Uh, I liked the increasing like Imperial intrigue we were getting. Yeah. Um, where like we're, we're learning more and more about Mount Tantis. Like, I think that the Zilla Beast is like not the thing going on at Mount Tantis. Yeah. It's just like it's just one of many things. Yeah. And I think that's kind of why it exists to like clue in the, the, the boys that, hey... Uh, shit's shit's gonna get real, and I, I thought they might even reveal the location of it when they're going through the files, but nope, and sharpied out. Well, it seems like they must have a bunch of these guys too, because like when that one was gone, their concern wasn't like, oh, we need the asset back. It was, oh shit, we need to cover this up. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they probably would have killed it if they had needed to. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, definitely like, killed some civilians. Because they. Needed, so. 
Didn't the, the Zillow Beast episodes in the Clone Wars end with them like talking about actually cloning it? Palpatine talks about it. Like yeah. Palpatine secretly I, I can't remember if he actually says he's gonna he's gonna have it killed to the Jedi, but then he talks to his little assistant and he's like, have it be cloned. Yeah. <laughs> and then we we never really heard much about it. Um but I, I I really like that they picked up on that plot thread because it was kind of one thing that that was like one of the big questions that I always got asked and like whenever I put a a comment section be like, what happened to the Zillabies? What do you think happened? So I'm glad we know. Yeah. Where are they even from? Like, is that a... They're from Malastare. Oh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. Th- they, uh, they remember they wake it up. They're like, pr- right. they're like bombing Malastare. Um, yeah. In the original Clone Wars, it's full sized, uh, but they are like, it doesn't have as much as I remember anyway, it doesn't have like the electrical, like, uh, eating like where it gets powered up by electricity, um, but it is kind of interesting because it it is actually woken up by an electro like a an electro bomb or whatever like a so everyone keeps assuming this is about uh dark troopers or something, but I think it's got a clearly simpler answer that Palpatine's going for stormtrooper armor. No natural Palpatine enhancement. <laughs> he just like, if he's ever feeling insecure he just force lightnings a little bit and then oh i thought you were talking about like zillow beast finn soup or something oh okay yeah. if, if he had managed to to really exploit the zillow beast power at the end of rise of skywalker like rather than melting himself with force, force lightning when it reflects on him he would have just been bigger palpatine palpatine but 15 percent bigger all goes straight to his dick yeah just, just the Zillow Beast cockering. I guess you would. Then you wanted to get small. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know how to move on from that. Really, um, disgusting. <laughs> I really liked. I I really liked them using clone commandos. I think that mm-hmm. that those shots of the clone commandos where they're coming off that those shuttles is like probably the coolest Star Wars armor has ever looked. Maybe. Yeah. What do you think um, the deal is with the with the commandos? Like Scorch is kind of getting set up as a minor villain for us, but are do you think they're uh, starting to get some of the same feelings that the other the regs are about them getting replaced? Really, or are they too cordoned I mean, off in their own area on Mount Tantis? Some weren't like Gregor's left, so um, clearly some commandos have been leaving. Um, I think, like, I like that they're using clone commandos. I assume it's because Mount Tantus is such a secret project. Um, although we also saw them training the new TK troopers as well. Yeah. Um, I assume they probably go under, like, some extra conditioning. It's kind of weird because Star Wars canon, as far as I'm aware, has never really explained how do you become a, an arc trooper? How do you become a clone commando? Like, are clone commandos selectively bred? Well, we are they saw just... how we saw regs become clone become arc troopers at least arc troopers yeah so but that didn't seem Rex like a standard the... yeah yeah oh yeah and there's the arc trooper episode yeah yeah so i like i've always found the the arc trooper commando stuff interesting um but canon has never really explained it so i'm kind of curious whether we'll learn that clone commandos maybe like in legends they're selectively bred and the bad batch they like were they supposed to be clone commandos then they had their uh, you know, their their weird genetic anomalies, or is it, you know, like what how what what came first, basically? Yeah. And we don't know. So well, 
I don't know. Do you think we're going to see uh, any fixer boss or sev or is Scorch alone here? I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I, I really don't know. I feel like I feel like probably not. I think Scorch is probably just thrown in uh, because they wanted one really notable clone commando and he was mm. he was in the clone wars i believe yep. and obviously he's he's known from uh from the games or the game so what about what do you what about you uh, i i feel like we might get one more of them i don't think mm-hmm. it's going to turn into a whole like republic commando subplot with yeah. them all being major characters or anything yeah uh, i i feel like scorch probably dies before the end of the season I wouldn't be shocked at that, I will say. Um, and that could be like, you know, obviously a regretful moment for the clones. I've got I've got no idea where this season's going, but it seems yeah. like it's kind of kicked itself into gear now. Uh, and like, that's why I, I don't get all the complaints about the Bad Batch, especially when people talk so lovingly about the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars is exactly like this, where it's mm-hmm. like it has arcs. The arcs sometimes forward the greater story, just like the Bad Batch. And then usually... It has, you know, a few arcs that really move the story forward. Arguably, the Bad Batch has had even more of that, probably because we don't quite know the end point to the same degree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just... So, I will say the, the episode that people seem to feel most disconnected from, like, advancing character plots, uh, mm-hmm. some of the future episodes in the season make that retroactively make more sense. Would you say most of the... Because you've seen... 12 through uh i've seen through 14 14. i've seen i did go watch 12 now i obviously won't say anything about it would you say the rest of the episodes are pretty consequential now uh i would i feel like some of the people who would complain about faster and entombed especially people who would complain about faster uh was that again that's the the racing one that had more uh tech stuff they might complain about some stuff later on but Okay. Not episode can't, can't 12. Episode and, no. 12 is really good. <laughs> episode 12, I think, is the best, best of the episode of the series. Yeah. Not yeah. just the season, the series. Oh, yeah. By far, I think. Um, yeah. I didn't watch any past that, but it's like, very, very good. I still. So I think episode 12 is the best of the series. I think uh, 13 and 14 are like still a tier, but I feel like there will be some people who don't like them. Mm. But I, I can't explain too much without it giving away like. Yeah, and we don't know what the finale is like either. No, uh, obviously, you can't watch the finale yet. I'm I'm curious how people are going to react next week because it's a very very good uh, Bad Batch episode and a good uh, Mandalorian episode. Okay. I so. should I'm gonna change the, I'm gonna change that a little bit. Sorry, not faster. I think the Wookiee one is probably a better point of comparison for it. Okay. Okay. Um, I will say one thing I remember with the Bad Batch season two. I think it was season two. Uh, the second episode was was it the Ice Spiders? Fucking awful episode. Are you talking about the Mandalorian? Oh yeah, sorry, the Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, reminiscing about the Bad Batch season two. Yeah, the, yeah. the Mandalorian season two episode two wasn't it? Because it was such a strong episode. On then episode two was like again, I'm okay with Adventures of the Week, especially in a show like the Mandalorian. But oh my fuck, that episode was boring. Yeah, like I I was rewatching the Mandalorian while I was working on my map video of where din had been so far which took like most of my time and performed like absolute shit uh so that was nice but uh yeah so i was watching through season two to make sure i had some of the details right and i i just skipped most of that episode 
other than yeah. the parts that I wanted to record to put in a clip in the video. It's kind of funny because even that episode ended up introducing um, the two New Republic pilots, yeah. right? Was that their first time? Uh, I, I think, think it's the so. first time with those ones. Because there were the yeah. different New Republic pilots that like Dave Filoni played in season one with the, the, the rescue. Oh, was that when they came in and bombed the station? Yeah. Right. Okay. So that, the Spider episode, retroactively made season two, made me remember season two being so much worse. Like, really? I was applying, like, I, whenever I was thinking about The Mandalorian season two for the last year and a half, I was always thinking, like, oh, yeah, it was all so slow. There was, like, nothing going on. But it's like, oh, no, episode one is fantastic. Three is, the three is great as well. Yeah, the passenger is shit. But then you get not necessarily shit, but it was it was boring. Uh, then you get to like the Bogotan episodes right there. Then you have the uh, yeah. the Ahsoka episode. I think is right after. Then like yeah. there, and every other such episode a strong, is fantastic. Sh- yeah, it's such a strong season. The Ahsoka episode, episode three, might be one of my favorites. Period. For one, Four. yes, the 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 frog. Or sorry, Bo-Katan was that episode? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Bo-Katan? Yeah, no, I meant Bogotan. Uh, that's got to be one of my favorites. You know, as much as we shit on the frog lady and, and the the great egg controversy of twenty nineteen slash twenty twenty, the the uh, reuniting between the uh, the frog people was genuinely a beautiful moment. So you got to love that. Um, and the just that the the going on to a Gazanti, such a fun idea and executed yeah. to to perfection. That was like probably the best action the Mandalorians ever had. Um, what else? Um, I do love in the in the Boba Fett and Fennec episode where they're fighting stormtroopers for like 20 fucking minutes. And then Boba yeah. does the the fly up and sees Gideon's cruiser. It's like, it's the yeah. Empire. And then Fennec <laughs> just doesn't believe him. Yeah. Like, what the fuck uh, did you think you were doing? I, uh, th- that was one of the weaker episodes. Um, I think... Con- this might be controversial. I actually think the Ahsoka episode was was good in what terms of what it did to the story, but that made me feel like Dave Filoni's not quite ready for the the big yeah. chair yet. Like I didn't mind the cameos as much going through the second time because I kind of knew to expect them. Uh, where they were probably watching it the first time, the thing I was like, yeah, didn't love, and I still don't love that the show got so taken over by it. But I think part of it was just Ahsoka's for that episode really taking over uh, where like if you go back and watch it, Bo-Katan's makes a lot of sense, especially like seeing where things went with her now. Uh, Then Boba and Fennec are kind of there in the background for a lot of the rest of them, but Mm -hmm. they don't really take over the show, especially knowing how bad that can get from seeing what Din does to Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. But like you get to the, the believer where like, yeah, Boba's there, but mm-hmm. the main story is still okay. They're going into the complex with Migs and Din. Yeah, I really liked how Boba was used um, yeah. in the later parts of season two. Like, I thought he was a great. He's mm-hmm. there. He's he, like they needed his ship because the Razor Crest was destroyed. Do you think he's going to be in season three? I'm actually not sure. I don't know. Like, we went to Tatooine already, and yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Spoiler. Listen, I'll, I'll eat it. They go to Tatooine next episode. Immediately. I'll, I'll, I'll immediately. Yeah. It's the first thing that happens. So. Oops. I, I, that's okay. 
I thought that happened that at the end of the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it's pretty obvious. But anyway, um, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, I'm really not sure whether we're going to get, you know, Boba or whether we're going to get a um, Book of Boba Fett season two. I, I, I honestly think if we're getting a Book of Boba Fett season two, they might not bother for the show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Especially if like if Boba is working on uh his his crime syndicate now. Yeah. I don't know that that's going to overlap unless he unless fucking Gory and Shard turns into a bigger part of the season and it turns into like a a brawl out between them for underworld supremacy. Unless like Gory and Shard's getting set up as an enemy for Boba in Book of Boba Fett season two. Ooh, that'd be interesting. You know what? Gorian Shard, I think he's going to be in the show at least once because there was one shot from the trailer that shows his ship. Uh, I think it was over, like, in atmosphere over a planet. So, um, fucking Gorian Shard, he's he's silly, which I don't mind, but I was just thinking, man, this guy is a fucking Star Fox villain. Like, especially with the giant rhino right behind him on his bridge, straight out of Star Fox. It was all a little too on the nose for him. Mm-hmm. That's fair. The, there was too much... They were, they all looked kind of wet the whole time. They were wearing like clear pirate costumes. I just thought he looked. See, I didn't really. That didn't bother me really. I didn't really actually find that. I just thought he looked a lot like old Greg. He was just to me. I I don't know who the fuck old Greg is. Oh, can you Google so, old Greg real no, quick? I, I've I'm seen Greg. I've seen him now because like you posted the picture okay. and everything. But uh, it, it it he just looked exactly like Davy Jones and. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't get that because I just saw old Greg. Okay. Well, who also lives underwater. So, do you think he's a netty? Am I? I don't think so. I don't. Think I think. So. I think it might be seaweed on his face, not. Uh, not branches. Yeah, I think it's probably the best guess we have. I, I actually saw a couple other people guess that as well. So um, I think it's either a netty or a sylph, which is like an old French RPG magazine poll that never appeared anywhere else. S y l p h e. Uh, but I thought he was just like really sweaty or something. And that's why he was glistening so much to have him have the nautical theme, but he doesn't look like Udnar, but he does look a lot more like Trissaw. Hmm. Yeah. He definitely doesn't look like Udnar, who's like fully tree like, right? Yeah. From what I remember. Um, what if Udnar isn't even normal for Nettie? He just happens to have that like skin bark disease thing. Cause he'd been get? just, he'd just been vibing for so long. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, 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 in, I'm, I'm for that. I remember there being another uh, leaf creature in the Star Wars Marvel comics, but I can't remember. Oh my god, the Rangers just gave up two goals in like two seconds. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I think, I think they're probably gonna go new species though. That's okay. my guess. Well, uh, we have a couple emails, unless there's something else you want to comment on with, uh, with our two episodes of the week. Nope. All right, so I will load into the right email address for that now that I have read the customer service one. Our first question comes from Tristan, who asks, I'm currently writing a speculative novella based off of Andor. Since the timeline of Andor's upcoming second season must include Director Krennic's development of the Death Star, what sources would you suggest for character info about Krennic, the subject, and his relationship with Vader, Tarkin, Palpatine, and other high-up Imperials like Yoran? Any ideas would be hugely appreciated as I am struggling to write about this character accurately. Um, so I think Krennic shows up in a lot of the Rebellion era novels. I haven't read a lot of them in New Canon yet. 
Uh, but I think the first place to look is just his appearances section in Wikipedia. Yeah, there's Catalyst, um, which is like the Rogue One prequel, I believe. Um, I can't remember if there was actually a fully a full Rogue One novel. I don't think so. Um, but yeah, Catalyst would be good. I'm trying to think of what other novels he's in. I, I can't. Oh, there was a Rogue One novelization, so I'd read that Catalyst. I think those would probably be the two, the two big ones. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, Tristan. Sorry, I don't have anything useful to add. Uh, our next question, just like usual. Uh, our next question is from Chara, who has a question about Clone Wars to Rebels to Mandalorian. Okay. So Bo-Katan has made a really big mistake which got her sister killed, and that mistake is seemingly going to dominate the rest of her life. By the time of the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, Bo-Katan has failed to be Mandalore at least three consecutive times, and is seemingly lost at all, and honestly looking like she was having a depressive midlife crisis when Din walks in. Do you think Bo-Katan will find redemption or peace with her actions in The Mandalorian through Din uniting the, the Mandalorian people, or is she finally throwing in the towel for good, maybe radically changing her life and leaving Mandalorian culture behind like her sister did? Uh, I don't wouldn't say her sister left Mandalorian culture behind. She just had a different yeah. idea of what the Mandalorian should be like. Um, yeah, like I, I don't. It's it's hard because we don't exactly know what happened. Like obviously, she was dethroned by the Empire somehow. I don't know whether you can say that's her fault. Really, I feel like she's got more angst over not having the dark saber right now than anything, and her. Her kind of her buildup of Mandalorian force is completely just scattering to the wind, like she says. That to me is kind of where most of her depression's coming from. Yeah. Like I feel like a big thing that the Mandalorians have to overcome is the whole Darksaber and a lot of the uh the importance of those parts of their traditions taking precedence over the actual outcome of their actions. Yeah. Uh whether that's Din taking off his helmet to because it was necessary to save Grogu or to do something that had a, a better outcome as a result, or it's the dark saber just being kind of a pointless symbol that gets a lot of people killed a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I think I wouldn't write off Bo-Katan as getting some sort of path to being Mandalore. Like, I feel like that could still happen. And she needed to just go from thinking it was a thing she was owed for being who she is. Cause she doesn't quite present it like that, but there's still a lot of you're mm. part of the royal family. You deserve to be royalty. And uh, I'd prefer they didn't just go back to saying, oh, now she gets it. But mm -hmm. uh, I think it could still go that way where like now that she's been kind of beaten down, stripped away of all this stuff that she started with, understands where the problems in Mandalorian culture come from and uh, understands that it's necessary to unite everyone. Like, I think that could still lead to her building herself back up and then helping to build the Mandalorians back up. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. Even if Din ends up being the Mandalorian or being Mandalore or if Grogu eventually does in like 200 years, I think like Bogatan will definitely play a pretty instrumental role in anyone becoming the next Mandalore. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, but thank you for the question. We got one more for tonight from Joel, who says, do you think since the start of the Mandalorian, Thrawn and Gideon have been working together? 
Uh, personally, I feel like Gideon and Thrawn have been independent from each other with Gideon in the known galaxy and Thrawn in the unknown regions. I could see a situation where Thrawn returns and claims leadership of the scattered Imperial cells. As always, love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, no, I, I don't think that I I've we we discussed this last season. I personally don't feel like they've been working together. I think that uh, Gideon's been doing his own thing. They might work together like like going now, um, but it. Uh, Gideon always seemed to me as somebody who's very self-centered mm-hmm. and uh, like he wants all the power for himself. Like that's why he wants the dark saber. Like, like that's why he was like, nobody wields the dark saber because it's an efficient weapon. Like, unless you're a Jedi, I guess uh, I guess Din's kind of, but you know, in whether he's any good with it, not according it's to the rarely book his first choice of what he wants to use. Yes, exactly. Um, and Gideon's all right with it, but I mean, he, he has that thing so he can let his nuts hang basically. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like he's working for Thrawn. I feel like he might get strong armed into working for Thrawn at some point, but yeah, I could see that being the case, but uh, given that we know literally nothing about the character right now, it's all speculation. <laughs> yeah. Like I could see him now that, Gideon has had so much taken away from him, he gets like extricated from the New Republic and then starts working for Thrawn. He gets rescued. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Thrawn sends some Nogrian and fucking jailbreak, baby. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't well, think they, they've they been killed. Uh, they killed what's his name? Um, Pershing? No, Pershing's still alive. They killed. Um, Rogu? <laughs> no, uh, the Nogri. Um, Rook? Yeah, Rook. Well, he fell down a hole. So Yeah, falling down a hole doesn't mean you're dead. Have you watched Star Wars before? That's true. But he at least didn't leave with the boys. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up that, like, IG-11, they just put his actual corpse in the town square. <laughs> yeah, and, like, nobody even tried to fix him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, great Turn him savior. on, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, great savior, how much we miss you, we'd do anything for you, except bring you down the fucking street. Like, there's, there's literally a den of nerds, like, who can maybe fix you two seconds away. Like, why not see if they can help? Maybe. Yeah. And maybe the memory chip was fine until someone dropped a fucking golden or bronze bust of Grief Karga on him. Yeah, exactly. Like, you crush the fucker. <laughs> as soon as that happens, like, oh, he's done. But yeah. Apparently he's... that wasn't that wasn't as big of a problem. Yeah. But anyways, I think that is going to do it for today's podcast. Unless you got anything else you want to throw in there, uh, Mr. Ladder. Nope. Ranger scored two goals during, uh, I think, while you were talking there. So let's go. All right. Well, thank you so much for watching. We are going to be live in probably 15 to 20 minutes. Playing yeah, I was, was going to say. <laughs> uh, so that'll be over on youtube.com slash E-K-S-T-O-O. Eki-ki. Eki. Eki. Or on twitch.tv slash Corey Loses. We're gonna we're gonna play Fortnite. Oh, the best thing is you gotta send me your audio, so I'm gonna get a clear version of you saying that. <laughs> Put it at the start of the, <laughs> the start of the video. Yeah, I told Today's you this episode. offline, but if you go on X channel, I, I'm sure you're all regular viewers of this channel. But my favorite part is loading up the oh, whole yeah. page and having his uh, Book of Boba Fett live it's reaction. Like, I, gr- I grunt like right at the beginning, like <laughs> yeah, I'm, like adjusting but, myself. Anytime I, I go to the page, it's the first thing I hear, and I love it. But, Do you like The Office? 
Yeah. Do you remember? Do you ever see that? Uh, I I I know it was a blooper. I don't know if it made it into the actual show, but uh, they're like at a meeting and uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Oh, Stanley. They're like Michael says something about like how he can support Stanley and his diabetes, and uh, Mike Stanley's like, "Why do you think I've got diabetes?" And then he goes, he like stands up and he's like, Ugh. and he's like, "Well, that that sound you just made <laughs> really sad. I don't know if it's diabetes or something, but it's it's really funny." I do remember that. You do remember it? I remember Stanley making a lot of noises in general. I don't know that I remember yeah. that specific one, but yeah. uh, everyone can yeah. can think about Stanley's grunts. Until next week, when I think we're talking about Battle Scars. Yeah. All right. So that'll be next Thursday, Jedi Battle Scars. And a uh, week after that, I think, is more TV discussion, if you're still yep. around. But uh, Yeah, it's going to be iffy. Until then, I'm Neo, I'm Leo, I'm DZX Clark, 